And it's time for the Friday Profile, and we're hanging out with Hezron Lowe. And you were shaking your head during the entire... <laughs> <laughs> you, you look like you're one of those who does not pay your e-tolls. <laughs> you, no? Let's, let's uh, not, not, don't, let me not incriminate you. Not on air. Not on air. <laughs> so he's the co-founder of Something Fresh Restaurant, uh, which is one of Africa's largest food trucks. Hezron was voted Tsonga San Entrepreneur. Tsonga no? San Entrepreneur um, of the year, Entrepreneur of the Year in 2017. And this year, he was selected as a mentor to help aspiring entrepreneurs during the Standard Bank My Fearless Next campaign. Uh, he he was a chef assistant on SABC, SABC 3s top chef and also went on the road around South Africa for the SABC travel series Tires and Briars. Welcome. Hi, how's it? Good, good, good. Very nice to have you. You you look like you were out of breath when I asked you about paying e-tolls. You were like, <laughs> you know, but n- welcome to the show. Lovely to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So you are originally, I mean, your parents are Mozambican, but you were born in South Africa and you grew up in Annadale, correct? Yes, in the south of Joburg. In the, the south of Joburg. south, you know, where yes. not, not even the sunlight comes out of there. <laughs> now, your, your love uh, for food started in quite an interesting way in, in hospitals. Uh, so my mom works, you know, she's yes. worked in a hospital for like 20, 30 years almost. Yes. And I used to hang around the cafeteria. And that's where it started, you know, seeing the ladies cook and, yes. you know, looking after people and... Yeah, that's how it basically got started. But, but I've never actually heard somebody saying that their love for food started by hanging out in the cafeteria of a hospital. Because for all intents and purposes, people tend to feel like hospital food is not the most appetizing. See, this is the point. Uh, these days, hospital food can be good. But back then, it was I was hanging out with the ladies. And I think it was the interaction with them, mm. somewhere where I felt comfortable, somewhere where I felt safe. Mm. And obviously, I wasn't eating the food that was being served <laughs> to all the patients. You yes. know, because I was a little kid, they yes. slipped me little extras, nice things, some yes. both down here and there. And it's it's just you know everything in life you know when you it's it's all about nostalgia and sometimes yeah. you find things that really resonate with you and mm. you feel comfortable in yes. spaces and stuff like that. Mm. So it was. I think I've always been comfortable and felt safe in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. It's nice to hear a guy say that as well. But when you were in the in the hospital um, cafeteria, were you actually ever involved in maybe trying to cut a vegetable here or there? Or was it just you watching and just the love that you got from the people who were cooking? A few potatoes here and they were probably <laughs> peeled. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but uh, I wasn't really allowed to do anything because mm-hmm. it's a, it was a professional kitchen. It mm-hmm. still is the hospital. Yes. It's Coronation World Prime. Curry, uh, Curry Hospital. It's now called Raymuna Musa. Okay. Women and Children's yes, Hospital. Yes. That's the exact hospital. All right. And then, but then let's fast forward a little bit. You were working at a bank and then how did you get into banking when you had a, a love for food, should I say? So, so what happened is like uh, when I matriculated, my mom was like, listen, you've got to get a degree. Yes. Like a degree. Sounds like the typical story. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. okay, cool. I'll get a degree. And it's fine. And I got into, um, I was studying accounting, mm-hmm. actually. And I met my business partner in a taxi mm. on my way to varsity while I was studying accounting. Mm. And that is how my business, my, I met my business partner. Mm. So I think it was serendipity. I had to go. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. I had to go study accounting. Otherwise, I was never going to meet the guy. Yes, definitely. That's so true. So you're at the bank and you decide that you're going to walk away because becoming an entrepreneur is one of the hardest things in the world. I think everybody brags about being their own boss, but being your own boss is beyond stressful. So talk to us about how you made that switch and that decision. I think... During my career in the bank, they mm-hmm. would always pop up these opportunities to like maybe like sell uh, meat or mm-hmm. whatever. And people, because I was interacting with a lot mm-hmm. of people and I'd see these opportunities. And I thought to myself, wow, these people have a lot of money in their accounts. Mm-hmm. I want to be just like them. <laughs> Instead so, of counting the money. <laughs> and then when the opportunity arose, yeah. I didn't think about it twice. Sure. Because I thought, you know what, I'll always make so mm. much money. I mean, business people are making money. I'm encouraged to make money. I was scared initially because mm. I had a house, I had a car, I had to pay. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was scary. And when you stand on the edge of a cliff, you know, you, you either jump and you'll fly or you'll fall. Yes. And I, I stood there for quite some time. Yes. Understanding that I want to change my life, mm. I didn't want just want to be an ordinary. Because you know, coloured people only work in banks, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> Listen, I'm, <laughs> I'm staying away from that statement. So I had to move away from yes, that. Yes. So, so you said when the opportunity arose, how did the opportunity come to you? So, as I mentioned, I met my business partner initially in a taxi mm-hmm. when uh, we were in varsity. Yes. So then what happened is he went off to work in lodges and so forth. And I went off to work in banks. And then one day I was driving down the road and I see this guy and this mm. guy sees me. And guess who's this guy? The guy I used to hang out with 12 years ago. And we started chatting. We had a drink. He asked me what I'm doing. And I said, I'm working in the bank. Asked mm. him what he's doing. He was working at Madikwe at the time. Mm. And he just come back for a little trip. And we, and we realized that we still have the same passion for food. And there and then... I asked him, do you want to start something? Yes. And he's like, yeah. Three months later, we quit our jobs and started something fresh. Sure. That's very brave. And something fresh, obviously, is it's around food trucks, right? Yeah. So, so how much, because I guess more often than not, when people start think about starting something around food, it's a restaurant. Yes. And the food tracking business may not seem so, how should I say, viable in South Africa. I mean, when you're in New York, for example, it's, it's something that is so common, but it's not something that you see often in South Africa, although I stand to be corrected. So what sort of research went into it and why food tracking? So to be completely honest with you, we actually went down, let's start a restaurant road. Okay. And uh, I, I, I was working the banks he was working at Medicare. we decided let's take our money whatever money we have left from our pension funds and start a restaurant mm. and then you go and you look around for a restaurant space and then they want three months deposit they want uh, a building deposit in case you damage anything sure. and then you must put the restaurant together so you must pay a shop fitter mm. and you have to pay those people you need a design person and 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 at the end of the day you're looking at a milli plus to start a decent restaurant mm. and we were and also, we had also just spent a lot of our money paying off our debts because we wanted to start off debt free. That's good. Mm. And we re- then realized, you know what, we don't have money to start the restaurant, mm-hmm. but this is not going to stop us from doing something. And that's when we decided to go into food trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a road in Baker in 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 Midrand. Okay. There's like maybe thirty ladies selling pop and vorsi. Yes. Uh, pop and yama, yes. and we decided, you know what, let's bring something different to yes. the people. And we built a trailer and started there. And when you say that, actually, I think there's also a road, um, when you're near the Kailami area, there is also a road where you literally see food trucks and people are selling, yes. you know, yeah. 
So it's uh, Joe. Uh, Johannesburgers are used to food, uh, f- road food, you know, in a street food, in the form of pop and yes, yama, yes, yes, and hot dogs, yes, uh, buravurs, and that's it. Mm. That's what we associate stopping on the side of the road and getting. Mm. And we thought to ourselves, we are a very cosmopolitan city. People are willing to try new things. Let's try mm. food trucks. And and what sort of food do you, uh, does something fresh? Or should I say something fresh? We do we do we, we do gourmet street food. Okay. So we take um, so our biggest seller at the moment is the goujon chicken. Okay, it's chicken strips, floured egg crumbed with black and white sesame seed, then deep fried, served with sweet chili, sure. alioli, parmigiano reggiano, and a slice of watermelon on a bed of skinny fries. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like beyond hungry. I can't wait for it to be three o'clock so I can try some of it. And uh, what is the, re- uh, you know, what sort of people come to your food truck and what's the reception been? And do you have a set of almost loyal customers, I imagine? We, we've, we've grown massively in the 60s. So just, just to give you a, a, a brief history, when we started in Baker Street for the first two years, our business failed because we were selling to the wrong people. Mm. When you're on your lunch break, you don't want to pay 80 Rand for a meal, even mm. as gourmet as it is. And then we decided, let's go to markets, festivals, um, and approach corporates. And this changed our business. So mm-hmm. we have a food truck. Um, we've actually been here at Prime Media a number of times, yes. parked outside, put our food truck out, staff come outside, get food. And I think as South Africans, uh, business people, sometimes we get stuck in our ways. So in those first two years when we failed, it was actually going to varsity and learning mm. what people want. Mm. So it, it, it transformed our business and that's why we're so agile. And that's, I think that's a great way to learn when you fail. It's, it's always much better to learn and to be able to pick up and, and continue versus having a success story from beginning to end, which almost doesn't seem authentic. But, but you want that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I would take success from the get go. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, you never would have thought of, you know, you know, you never would have thought of it yeah. in a different way of, as in going to festivals and approaching corporates. I'll give you an example mm. of, of what you are saying and how true that rings, especially within our business, is our sweet chili sauce. Mm. Our customers call it the love sauce. Mm. They drink the stuff. Sounds it, yummy. Uh, it's, it's actually sweet chili. Mm. And what happened is we, while we were failing in the first two years, um, we went to Macro and we wanted to buy sweet chili, mm-hmm. but we couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So, but we had 275 rand. Yes. And we bought the ingredients to make sweet chili. And ever since then, we've been using the same recipe and it's the basis for a lot of our meals. Sure. And are you, are you actually selling that sweet chili sauce outside of your, um, the food truck? We have, we, we busy bottling it at yeah. the moment and it will be going on that, shelves very soon. That seems like another revenue stream, definitely. Um, and then, um, cause at the start of this, we spoke about your parents being from Mozambique and uh, Mozambican food is just delicious. <laughs> How much of that influence comes into the food that, um, that is made at something fresh? It's, it's quite a lot. Um, but our food is very global. Mm-hmm. So we take, um, uh, African, American, European mm-hmm. and, so our, our style is, 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 is global. Mm-hmm. It's a global style. So like example, the goujon chicken that I mentioned to you. Mm. So the alioli, which is mayo, mm-hmm. is French. It's a French technique. The sweet chili, sweet chili originates in Asia. Yes. And then the deep fried chicken is southern style. And then to bring it home, we put a massive slice of watermelon. Mm. What is more watermelon than, what is more South African than, than, this, than watermelon? Yes. And then we put skinny fries and then we've got a bit of cheese over the top. Mm. So it's an amalgamation of global flavors. Mm. 
Now, let's also talk a little bit about just some of the other awesome work that you have done, the tires and briars. What was that whole experience like? So, so I do the show with Nick Rabinovitz, yes. who within himself, just sitting in the car with him, that is like hilarious within yes. himself. He's cracking jokes, political jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he's going to say something about this <laughs> Ethel situation because <laughs> we're shooting on, on uh, Tuesday. Yes. Um, it, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey. I think the business has really empowered me because I firstly do things first. There's something fresh and everything else has just come along. And mm-hmm. it's been an amazing opportunity to be on tires and briars, mm-hmm. to be a chef destined on, um, Top Chef South Africa, mm-hmm. to own Africa's largest food truck. Yeah. These have all been opportunities that were brought on. By being a part of something fresh And so w- would you ever look at expanding Because I mean your, firstly your food truck You said you go to festivals and such Would you ever look at expanding into perhaps the rest of the continent This is just me asking cause, Yes yeah. we. Yeah. So, so what we've done now is we've opened our first restaurant A year ago yes. in Norwood nice. And uh, we're looking at uh, um, Some uh, properties with Tsukhusan So like mm. Monte Casino, Corif City mm. Stuff like that We're yes. looking at getting in there And then we want to take it global Yes. Um, African then global yes. yes So we're working on this We're working on On getting the franchise That actually works Because Funny enough South Africa Pushes out a lot of Chicken franchises Okay Yes People know. love our our, yes. our chicken Um so we know the famous one that's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're everywhere. like, I'm not advertising for them, but we know them. And, yeah. and a number of our chicken franchises are big in Asia. Mm. People are eating South African branded chicken. Mm. The Middle East, you go to um, Saudi, Bahrain, mm. um, not Saudi, but in the Middle East, yes. there's a lot of South African chicken. Yeah. So we want to be one of those chicken exports. And your work with um, with entrepreneurs and insp- and you know just motivating them or, or mentoring them. Wh- what are some of the key findings that you would share with with entrepreneurs? And wh- what is something that people should know before you go into business and specifically say fooding? Okay. Um, Number one, being an entrepreneur is not as glamorous as we yes. all have put forward. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure on entrepreneurs, not just uh, financially anymore, because it takes a massive financial toll, but there's socially so much pressure on them. Mm-hmm. And then the government is putting pressure on us in terms of entrepreneurs are going to save the country. Mm. You know, mm. entrepreneur, entrepreneurship is the, is, is the key to all our is to all our problems, so problems in, yeah. in this country, mm. um, which probably is true. And when people go into, into entrepreneurship, they then take all of that weight, put it on their shoulders, and they carry this burden through their business journey. Mm. So I think number one, do your research, find out what it is you want to do. Number two, stop talking about it and get it started. It is 22 minutes past two. We're hanging out with Hezron Lowe, who is the owner of Something Fresh. We'll be back straight after this. From Mabupane to the Cape Flats, Rustenburg to Musina, from New York to Auckland to Jerusalem and Mumbai. You've been all over the map. We bring you the uprisings, court cases, elections and inaugurations. The court ruled in favor of government. From the streets to the boardrooms, to airports and the touch lines. Eyewitness News. We are first to bring you the news 24 hours a day. Breaking news as it happens, when it happens. On 702 EWN.co.za or follow us on Twitter at EWN Updates. 
Thinking of selling your car? Avoid personal selling. It's a hassle and the risks are endless. Meeting strangers who could steal your car or not pay you. Now there's a better way, a way you can trust. Let CarZar sell your car for you. They'll give you a free independent evaluation and let hundreds of dealers na- nationwide compete for your car for 48 hours. Go to CarZar.co.za and get a free quote today. CarZar, get more for less hassle. ¿Cuántos latinos conocemos que tienen unas cuantas libras de más? Uf, muchos, ¿verdad? En Kaiser Permanente queremos ponerle un alto a esta situación. Por eso ofrecemos programas de nutrición contra la obesidad y somos uno de los líderes en la prevención de enfermedades relacionadas con el sobrepeso, como la diabetes y la hipertensión. Todo para que más personas se muevan más sanas por la vida. Kaiser Permanente. Viva bien. Visita kp.org diagonal viva bien. Are up to date. Maintaining balance in today's fast-paced world can be tricky because life comes with a whole lot of curveballs. Ensuring you're healthy enough to keep going will keep you ahead of the game. This week is Health Awareness Week on 702. Join us as we look at Vitality's expertly formulated range of herb of herbals, vitamins, minerals, and other health supplements to support good health and active lifestyles because happiness is vital. For more information, visit vital.co.za. The Friday Profile. Alrighty, so we're still hanging out with Hezron Lowe, who is the owner of Something Fresh. I almost feel like I've been set up for the entire show to just be hungry. I feel like <laughs> somebody put me in the middle of one of those movies where you hear about all this food, but you can't really get to it. Um, but now you, you, you did mention something about, um, you know, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, something that you said that was so important was n- not to, uh, talk about it, but to just do it. And, and when you look at the way that the world works now these days, everybody likes to talk about their plans talk about their plans rather and instagram than, it. and Insta- yes every every meeting that is not even if it's not a real meeting has been instagrammed it's been put you know it's been put out there and you you find this obviously a, a lot through you know with millennials and everything for you what are some of the learning curves that you had to learn as you were preparing with regards to not talking about it and just getting it done it's it's been an arduous journey it's been mm-hmm. very hard we've um i've fallen stumbled quite a number of times mm-hmm. but Number one, you need to understand, not number one, you know, you, you think you know everything as a business person and you're also forced to do everything. You have to be the financial manager. You have to be the HR manager. Mm-hmm. You have to be, um, the creative director and all of these things. Mm-hmm. But there are so many institutions out there that in, at the moment that are trying to empower entrepreneurs. And, and I believe entrepreneurs need to seek help. Mm-hmm. They need to go to um, the likes of Corp, the Branson Center, mm-hmm. go online, find out how finance actually works so that when all the money comes in, you don't chow the dollar because yes. you think now, you know, turnover equals profit. And it's not. You've and got to reinvest pretty you've much. Got, You've got to reinvest. You have to understand finance and what it is. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you know, why do I need to understand finance if I can get just, just get an accountant? Because ultimately, when you sign off your tax returns, you become liable for mm-hmm. it and you can go to jail if it's wrong. Yes. Even though your accountant prepared them for you. Yes. So we have a basic understanding of the processes or all the functions that go into running a business. Read on the Labor Act. 
because people are CCMAing like crazy. Mm. It's like CCMA heaven out here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you fired. Okay, I'm going to CCMA. Yes. Boom. You know. And have you ever dealt with a CCMA? Yes, in, I have. Or, but yes. fortunately for me, mm. is uh, we have up on our wall the basic uh, terms of employment, and on there it gives you the guidelines as how to treat the employee, and also the employee knows how to be treated. Mm. And this person just randomly up and left and mm. tried to make it my fault. But then, lucky we had tried to contact them, let them know they need to come to work. And after a specified period of time, obviously, they were dismissed. And it's an understanding of these things that we need to get as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Because we are, we are, as young black South Africans, we are not raised with the knowledge of what it mm. takes to run a business. Mm. But the information is freely available. Yes. And you have to, you've got to access the information that you want. Now, you, you spoke a little bit about how when you start a business, it's, you, you do everything as you expand. And I can imagine with something fresh, you've had to expand, uh, you know, and get more people on. How do you know who are the right people to have in your team and who are some of the core team members for a, for a small business? This is a very tough one. <laughs> I'll be honest with you because we've bumped our heads quite a number of times. Yes. Because people speak, they walk into an interview and they tell you, listen, I'm a great financial manager. I've worked at this business, that business. Mm-hmm. And then you check the references and the references check out. And then they come in and they don't know what a balance sheet is. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it, I think, um, and this is another point that you bring up that's very important. Small businesses fail because it's difficult to find the right skills to mm. carry them through. Um, try deal with an agency that you can then hold responsible to say, listen, you gave me this person and I want my money back. Mm. So an employment agency, that's a good option. Number two, don't give somebody a full-time um, uh, contract up mm. front. Give mm. them a probation period, mm. three months to understand mm. what they're doing. And also find people that you can easily work with and engage with. Mm. Because if, you, if you're working with somebody you don't like, things can go south quickly. Mm. So there's all those lessons we've learned over time. Very interesting. Thank you so much for spending time with us. When next can we taste something fresh? When and where? So and how do we find you? Firstly, Instagram, Twitter, at something fresh, yes. S-U-M-T-I-N-G, the word fresh. We've got a restaurant out in Norwood. Yes. Um, 79 Grant Avenue. And we at Neighbor Goods Market every Saturday, Four Ways Farmers Market every Sunday. And just check our Instagram and Facebook and you'll know where we are during festive season and if i'm really hungry but almost sort of trying to also be really healthy is there something on your menu for me what is the one thing that i should have everything's healthy everything's healthy it's delicious and healthy (laughs) (laughs) we'll see what the calorie the calorie counter says about that and the scale but it's been lovely spending (laughs) (laughs) don't count calories don't count don't count calories just eat right i guess you'll 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 burn everything with um with happiness at the end of the day but your favorite meal on the on the menu real quick so it's what i brought you today it's our it's our gao bao it's a taiwanese rice flour bun Mm -hmm. with a deboned chicken thigh sriracha sauce alioli and microgreens to top it off Hmm. a girl is going to be so happy (laughs) thank you you very much to hezron lo the owner of something fresh for coming